If you're over 40, I want to offer you a personal recommendation. Add nitric oxide support to your daily health regimen. You've heard me talk about nitric oxide before. It has a critical impact on the health of your circulatory system, which is critical cardiovascular, cognitive, and even sexual health. We're all born with the ability to make adequate levels of nitric oxide, but as we age, our production goes down and the efficiency of our body's critical systems are affected. To address my own levels and the levels of my patients, I use Berkeley Life's Nitric Oxide Support Supplement. Berkeley Life's Easy 2 Capsule Daily Regimen offers a consistent dose of dietary nitrates, the key ingredient that our bodies need to regain healthy levels of nitric oxide. If you're over 40 or treating blood pressure or erectile dysfunction, I suggest you add Berkeley Life to your routine. You can access Berkeley Life by going to berkeleylife.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman for a special on Berkeley Life's nitric oxide support products and enjoy the boost in nitric oxide that I and my patients all enjoy. Again, that's berkeleylife.com slash Hoffman and use code Hoffman for special access to Berkeley Life. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast, and welcome to October, yet another month in our cavalcade of Intelligent Medicine Podcasts as we advance into autumn and a little cooler weather. Uh, Next week, I'll be writing a newsletter article on the benefits of cold. So uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Go to drhoffman.com for that. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla wherein we answer your questions. With me is Layla Mutin, who is our nutritionist in residence. The eponymous Layla, <laughs> which this podcast is named, uh, and uh, questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, a little challenged by the the cold, gloomy weather here. It's kind of. I'm liking the cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm liking the cool. Good. I don't mind it. Okay. The gloomy, you, uh, I could do it. You're that. getting a little revving of your bat, your brown adipose tissue. Yes. Yeah. Yes, especially at home, since uh, I'm not going to turn off the fur, turn on the furnace yet. Well, you told me about your oil bill. <laughs> my oil, my oil bill. Oh my God, it's it almost doubled. twice. It doubled. Doubled from last yeah. from last winter. So, so the silver cloud of the lining is that you know that you you can you keep the apartment uh, or keep the house keep cold, the house. yeah, and you know uh, around 50 degrees, shiver a little bit, and that'll be even more beneficial. Yeah, but what will it do to the pipes? I thought 55 degrees was, was the bottom. Like oh, for the pipe? You, yeah, for the pipes. I don't, I don't want to You don't care plumbing. if you burst. It's the pipes. Yeah, yeah. I, I could deal with it. I'll put on three cardigans. It's all right. So <laughs> I just want to comment before we get to uh, our questions uh, that uh, these days uh, I'm listening to more podcasts. Yeah. Now, I don't listen to my own podcasts because it's kind of like, you know, well, you know what I, you well, did. I just, <laughs> you know much. what you said. Although I have to admit, sometimes, you know, like uh, if I'm on vacation somewhere, I'm, I may just tune into the show. Yeah. And I go, wow, that's really interesting. I forgot I talked about that. Let me listen some more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, mostly I don't listen myself, but I listen to other podcasts. And uh, I have to say that it these days, there's so much passive media. You know, you can turn on the TV, you can watch cable. 
you can waste a lot of time on social media. Yeah. It's really nice to get some kind of educational podcast or even yes. some entertainment. Like, you know, if your thing is whatever, knitting, or if your thing is, you personal know, flower finance. arranging, personal finance, Love whatever. It. It's like mm -hmm. so enriching and it's so, yeah. especially that time where like I'm walking to work, you know, which used to be kind of a time where I was immersed in my own thoughts. That's fine too. Yeah. But uh, it gives you kind of an added dimension and I think podcasting is great so you know yes. obviously those of you listening you're listening via podcast uh, you know you can also uh, do your housework uh, with these great headphones you have these these noise canceling headphones yeah. or you can have uh, airpods mm -hmm. um, you know Apple whatever they call it, airpods I guess it, it cancels out the external sound and you can you know even in a noisy environment even you while you're vacuuming when you're vacuuming yes yeah. Yes, I yes. actually, I kind of don't like vacuuming and I got to do it from time to time. Sure. And it's karma yoga. It's like, you know, doing something that is a little bit, uh, you know, your duty, yeah. you know, doing your duty. And it's always good to do that, gotta you know, housework. Yep. Uh, but then, you know, kind of perks it up. I listen to music. Music is fine. I totally. used to only listen to music. Now I listen to podcasts, which are informational. So um, those of you who are listening, congratulations to you. Uh, article yeah. I want to tackle before we get to questions is the following. Uh, has to do with the benefits of a combination of cardio and weightlifting. Mm -hmm. um, I got to say that, um, especially in the summertime when the weather's good, uh, I do a heck of a lot more cardio than strength training. Yeah. Especially with COVID, where the gym was closed uh, or... You know, it was kind of empty and desolate, and I didn't even want to go. And you know, people wearing masks kind of creeping me out. Um, mm -hmm. I did a lot more cardio, and I got good at cardio. And now, uh, with the opportunity to go back to the gym, uh, I'm finding that I lost some ground in terms of strength. Mm. I, I, my endurance is great. You yeah, know, I think I'm tip-top endurance uh, for my age. Uh, and but it turns out that Balancing that with weightlifting or resistance training yes. is really beneficial. According to an article here, the stats are uh, regularly lifting weights without any cardio is associated with a 9 to 22% lower mortality. When you combine the two, uh, it's a 41 to 47% lower mortality. Terrific. Aerobics without muscle strength training lowers death by 24 to 34. So you get a lot of benefit with one or the other, but with both there's a perfect synergy and you really yes. dramatically reduce the risk of dying. Yes. And I believe in, in previous studies, with regard to the strength training part of it, optimal to keep lean body mass, especially as we get older, is doing it three days a week instead of two days a week. So like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, rather right. than a Monday and Thursday for strength training. Right. It would be optimal to retain lean body mass. Right. Doing, uh, and I'm a little remiss on that. I, I hit it maybe a couple times a week. Yeah. That's still good. Because I'm busy doing, uh, like yeah. this morning I swam, the day before I swam. Uh, it's been crappy weather, so I was only able to do a bike ride on, on Friday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, do what you can. Do what you can, exactly. Yeah. But diversify yeah. your exercise portfolio. And do the stretching, uh -huh. and do the yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, that's good too. Mm -hmm. uh, planking, planking and you know holding positions is really good for blood pressure. Yeah, that might be the single most important exercise. 
And it doesn't seem like it. it, It doesn't seem like it. It's like not doing much, but yeah, you kind of are, Mm -hmm. especially when you're down on your forearms. Yeah. You know, when when your upper arm is perpendicular, you know, instead of the top of a push-up, but down onto your forearms, much harder to do because you really start to feel the weight of your back. Right. You know. And you get a little tremulous and... Yes. Yeah. And that's when the benefits kick in for bone, for brain, for immunity. For immunity. Uh, You know, we talked to um, a guy recently about uh, the benefits for the pandemic Mm -hmm. of physical training. And there's definite benefits in terms of physical conditioning reducing the risk of severe COVID. Yes, absolutely. Anything that will benefit you, keep you at a a healthy weight, uh, prime your immunity, it also deepens sleep, restful sleep. There's nothing like exercise for that. And an important thing is our most important bulwark against metabolic disorders, mm-hmm. i.e. metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, is to maintain muscle mass. Yes. The more muscle mass, the more it acts as a blood sugar buffer, keeping blood sugar Absolutely. stable. It's metabolically active tissue. It eats a lot of calories. So mm-hmm. guess what? You get to eat some more calories yep. too, yep. which is a good thing, yep. which is a good thing. So uh, the strategy for people over a certain age is to maintain adequate protein intake to supply muscle. Yeah. But if you don't do the exercise, the, it, the protein is just going to go into your kidneys and out, out your body. Right. So you want to have that protein to be actively incorporated into your muscle mm-hmm. to uh, combat sarcopenia, which is a natural process. You know, you're going to lose muscle. Mark. That's true. I just had a conversation with two of our patients today, one in his 60s, another in her 70s, mm-hmm. the importance of upping the protein and coupled with the right amount of weight-bearing exercise. Right. To uh, and I think both of them are going to be. Uh, they're both. They're going to be very great. compliant. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're totally they're, on it. They're all in on yeah. that. Yeah. They just need a little guidance in terms mm-hmm. of how to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, great stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us get to questions. A reminder: questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Okay. We've got an email from Marianne. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. What is your opinion on health trackers? Do you recommend a particular brand? Do you think they're accurate? And a follow-up question. My heart rate comes down quickly after exercise. Is that good or bad? I'd like to answer that one. Is it Go for it? It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It shows you've got great recovery. Yes. If your heart rate did That's a measure come down, of fitness. It's a measure of fitness. Yeah. If your heart rate was still high after several minutes yeah. after finishing yeah. your exercise, yeah. you're not in great cardio right. shape. Right. You're not in great aerobic shape. I'm so actually surprised rating, by how yeah. fast my, my heart rate comes down because I can uh, go for a run mm. and then I stop and I walk the, you know, like a half a block or a block to my uh, apartment. Yeah. And I get my, it, it's actually as I age, it's harder to get my heart rate up. So if I get my heart rate up to 140, that's quite high. Yeah. Um, often as I run I, at a steady pace, it's like 122, 124, even when I'm exerting myself. When I get to my door and open the door to my apartment, which is like maybe, I don't know, three, four minutes after completing the exercise, um, my heart rate is like in the 70s. Yeah. And then... When I'm really at rest, it'll go back to revert to like 56 or so, yeah. you know, which is my baseline. Now, you're not, you're, are you ever walking up the stairs to your apartment? What floor are you on? 21st. <laughs> <laughs> Never. 
Never. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, even when they had the famous blackouts in New York, I just stayed someplace else. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Imagine. I yeah. was luckily in a in a house with you know two floors. <laughs> I remember this was a couple of decades ago. There was a race climbing up the stairs of the Empire State Building. Oh yeah, they do that. Race. They do that every year. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I really I never heard it, but but I heard about it then because people train for that. It. Yeah, that's an extreme yeah. event. That really is yeah. something climbing yeah. all those stairs. <laughs> what was the? the Do we answer that whole question though? Uh, yeah. What is your opinion on health well, trackers? Trackers. And do you have a okay. a, a preferred one? Okay. So yeah. I could say uh, that they are great. They're they're so motivational. You know, you see all the stuff about your calories that you consume and how far you've gone, how many steps you've taken. And, you know, it's a great idea. How well you slept. Yeah, well, maybe, that too, maybe. but we're talking exercise, I yeah, think, at this yeah. point. So, um, however, there are studies that suggest that they don't really do that much to change people's exercise patterns. Now, that may seem counterintuitive because, uh, you know, people, it's sort of, what they're basically saying is that people who are going to exercise are going to exercise. And people who are not going to exercise are not going to exercise. And if yeah. you get a tracker, it's merely because you're expressing desire to exercise. Mm. And, mm -hmm. you know, you might have done it anyway. Uh, so I find that the Apple Watch works fine for me. Mm -hmm. But there are others that are much more complicated, like yes. the Garmin and uh, yeah. various other brands. Yeah that have all kinds of information where they're calculating your VO2 max and they're calculating, you know, the, your METs, your, they, they, right. they show your, you know, your stride length and whether you have, I, I think Apple Watch does this too, uh, you know, whether you have a, a balance from one side to the other. There's an interesting feature in the Apple Watch that shows if you're overbalanced to one side or another, if you have wow. the right you know, stride, uh, you know, uh, equivalence from side to side, yes. uh, which is a measure of balance and, you know, whether you're off kilter. Um, you know, so you can slice and dice it a million different ways. And if you're, if you're a data nerd, you know, if you're a quant, mm -hmm. you know, you're and a lot quant. of people are quants these days, like yeah. especially younger people and you know, still these, these Silicon Valley genius people. They want to. They want to really quantitate it, and they want to graph it, and they want to share it, and yeah. they want to compare it, yeah. and that helps them, you know, visualize what they do mm -hmm. and establish goals, and you know, you get all kinds of metrics like what did you do last month and what did you do this month. You can do this with the Apple Watch too. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to to do it. Yeah, I find that I like to know how fast I I go. I like to know. And that's about it. You yeah. Know, how far I went and how fast I go. There you go. Yeah, so there can be. And does that motivate you to say, oh, that's how fast I went? Do I want to go faster? It does a little bit. You know, for, yeah. for example, when I swim, I, I swim, I try to swim approximately the same distance mm -hmm. mostly. And, you know, some days. Are you trying to beat your personal best? I will, yeah. I'm, like some that? days I'll, I'll go, I'm really feeling it. I look at the watch and I go, whoa, this is one of my best times. Wow. And then other days I go, that was a recovery swim. I really took it easy. And it, mm -hmm. it could be uh, three minutes difference. Yeah. You know, but it's all, it's all good because... It's all good because you're swimming. I'm doing... <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's preferable to nothing. Totally. And it, you know... Yeah. So whatever you can do, um, 
you know, just even the very cheap ones, like, uh, what are the, like, the cheapest ones? Oh, well, my, my husband has... Fitbit, Fitbit. Yeah, yeah. My husband has a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff. <laughs> He's that frugal. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, and he loves it for the steps. Right. And, and doing, and monitoring that kind of thing, or even... You can get sleep. it for, like, mid two digits. Yeah. Two digit dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he... If that's your purpose, you don't need, like... Something that is super sophisticated. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You don't need to work because the the, the, gar- the fancy garments are like hundreds of dollars, and they yeah. they have GPS. Uh, I like on my bike. I like GPS because I get lost. I like to know you know where right. I am and yeah. the way home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you take a long ride, certainly. Right. Oh my gosh. So Marianne, but, just but but, but yeah. heart rate also I think is an important metric. Totally. I like to see heart rate. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, because I can see uh, if I'm going in the red zone, you know, it's like, okay, you know, maybe back off a little bit mm-hmm. or like, you know, you're, you're really dogging it. You know, it's like you can step it up a little bit. You can mm-hmm. afford to, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not, you're not really getting your pulse up that much. So mm-hmm. you put a step on a little bit. Right, 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 right. Okay. So you can achieve a certain heart rate. Right. You're in the zone of... Mm-hmm. You know what your your optimal and that changes is. with with the conditioning of your heart. Yes, if you have an athletic pulse which is less than yeah. sixty right. a minute. Right, you don't have to go as high, or it would take a lot more effort to for you to go. I think I as have, high as you did when you were not as fit. Exactly, as you are. I think I have high vagal tone. Yeah, I have a tremendous resistance to my heart rate going up. So mm-hmm. it takes. I mean, I sometimes be on my bike and I'm like. Pump it away, and I go. What's this? It's like 105. What's going on here? It's like you're taking a beta blocker or something. Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm sort of <laughs> auto beta blocked, and that's I think uh-huh. a feature of training, but A-B-B. it's also a feature of aging. Mm. And it's not bad. Yeah. Um. You know, they say your optimal heart rate is like 220 minus your, your age. Your age, yeah. You know, your maximal heart rate. So I'd be, I'd be 70. So 220 minus uh, it's one. Um, one one fifty fifty one fifty yeah, fifty. I am hard pressed to get one fifty. Mm-hmm. Really rarely do I get to one fifty. Okay, that would be my maximum heart rate. So I I perform at about eighty percent of that. Yeah, routinely. I think that would be an equation for somebody starting out. Right. But when you get more fit, even athletic, that I think that equation should likely change for it, people it, who are it, very. It's it's not hard and fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Just okay. a rough guideline. Yeah. And Marianne, just to reiterate, your heart rate coming down quickly after exercise is an excellent sign, exactly. not just a good one. It's a sign of autonomic tone. Autonomic yes. people have, lose their autonomic tone. And then, you know, it's what I call it is, you know, when uh, when you when you're trying to rest and relax, you're off to the races. Yeah. And when you put the pedal to the metal, your heart doesn't go. Right. That's that's uh, autonomic dysfunction. Yeah. And a, a lot of people have that. Yeah. As they age and they're deconditioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> this, we've got an email from Betsy. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Do you know much about infrared mats? I have fibromyalgia and I really enjoy the heat. Oh. I also wanted to thank oh. you for the talks with the popular uh, New York uh, City gastroenterologist her name escapes me. I think Alexandra yes. Justina. Just, is yes, the doctor. Justina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but healed two ulcers from decades of Excedrin use, going by her tips: eating non-acidic foods, 
not eating for three hours Fabulous. before bed. All of that. All of that. Fabulous. So what do you think of infrared mats? She okay. has fibromyalgia. So, she likes the heat. Interesting thing about fibromyalgia. Well, first of all, what are infrared maps? Infrared is the wave spectrum of radiant heat. Yeah. So basically, it's a hot mat. Yeah. A warming mat. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know whether, you know, sit with a hot water bottle is the equivalent of that because it radiates heat. Yes. You know, but maybe there's something about the mats that radiate more heat and really penetrates the tissue. I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not a, you know, physics expert to know the difference. Yeah. But there's an interesting thing about fibromyalgia. Uh, I, and I just reviewed this for this article I'm writing next week, is fibromyalgia is a condition that is worsened by cold exposure. And huh. I know this from personal experience because my mom, when she was in her uh, 30s, when I was young, she got a sporty convertible, you know, because she wanted to drive around in a sporty convertible. Uh -huh. And then as she got older, she started, to, I said, Mom, why aren't you putting the, the, the top down anymore? She goes, oh, and she's, she's uh, her, from Belgium originally, her original language is French, and she would say, oh, courant d'air, which means it's drafty. Oh. oh, and it was like, oh, she'd make a face like, oh, mm -hmm. and it would like, oh, it would make her achy. Yeah. And she is went that, on. Is that she, what people call the rheumatism? The rheumatism, yes. yes. She went on to develop rheumatoid arthritis, in fact. But oh. she, as a prelude, she had like achy body fibromyalgia. Yeah. So there, And then I read scientific articles that confirmed that, is that there's no question that in cold weather, people who are ache prone, who have mm -hmm. fibromyalgia or other painful conditions, yeah. are achier. But paradoxically, it's been shown that real cold exposure, I'm talking about like deep cold exposure, like these cryo tanks. Oh, yeah. You know, can actually reduce the, uh, the, the uh, uh, severity of fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis pain. Oh, wow. And what that is, is it, it's an example of hormesis. Oh yeah. So and the, and the proper definition of hormesis, I have it here, uh, is uh, come up with it in just. It's a like second. the healing crisis. Yes, and the, here's this is the definition of hormesis. Uh, hormesis is you know it's kind of like a little bit of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes. But there, the formal definition of hormesis is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's defined as a dose-response phenomenon characterized by low-dose stimulation. In other words, low doses of cold stimulate the pain mm -hmm. and high-dose inhibition. Mm. So the high doses of cold inhibit the pain. Yeah. And it's recognized as representing an overcompensation for mild environmental stress. Uh, so there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, is at least on well, both my mother's and my father's side, they all got achy. My father would always complain. He caught a draft. Mm -hmm. He caught a draft. I remember, the, and this is really funny. Dad, what are you? What are you doing? What's wrong? What's wrong? I got. I got a draft in my eye. In the eye. I, right. In your eye. <laughs> and I just did started. He a, to did he have migraines? No. No, just a pain in the eye. Just a pain. So, so because the so window anyway, so, was open, or, or but the, the heat can be therapeutic. There's no yeah. question. So, for example, uh, the other thing that my mom did, and some rheumatoid arthritis sufferers do, is she got this uh, like a hot pot 
and she got bars of wax and melted the, the bars of wax and paraffin no. in the hot pot mm-hmm. and dipped her fingers in there and that was uh, soothing. Mm. So the heat can be beneficial. Um, and, you know, that's a form of heat therapy. So, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, so it's sort of like a paradoxical effect of cold yeah. on on, um, mm-hmm. on fibromyalgia. And it's, it, if it, when it's that cold, it's got to be numbing cold. Mm-hmm. Depending on the amount of time, well, it does a it does a reset it. on your nerves. It almost like yeah. st- overstimulates them to the point where they stop hurting. They you're, you know. they they come back to a, a a higher threshold for pain. It's almost like when you've got a, a, a say you've you've got ten, a cramp a cramp in your calf. If you really super tense up the muscle and then relax it, mm-hmm. it can. Make it yeah, feel yeah, better yeah. or something. Something along those lines. Yeah, this is the way the nervous system works. Yeah. Um, requires a reboot. Okay. okay. Uh, at this point, let us pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. Give us a preview of what we're going to, questions we're going to answer in part two. Oh, help. Do I have eczema or psoriasis? Hmm. It's hard to tell sometimes. Let's yeah. uh, tackle that question when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. A reminder that um, if you go to uh, drhoffman.com and you can download, uh, we put it up there, uh, a free copy of our uh, resiliency program, which uh, is called, let's see, what's it called? It's Immunity Reset. Immunity Reset. It's all about reset. Yeah, and you know this I think is a, a helpful guide for everyone on how to do the things, the lifestyle things, the diet things, the supplement things that help to support immunity, especially in this day and age when we confront um, the gaps in our coverage for COVID. Because mm-hmm. COVID, uh, yeah, you can take the boosters, you can you know stockpile the medication, yeah. but there's still a lot of breakthrough. COVID, and yeah. we should work on the terrain. We should have been always. We should have been doing that from the get go. Should have always been working on but the terrain. It's um, yes. s- a, a some ty- some total of my thoughts during COVID uh, when I was <laughs> stuck in lockdown uh-huh. and wrote up uh, this uh, this document mm-hmm. uh, uh, immunity reset. So drhoffman.com slash immunity reset. I think it's immunity dash reset. But if you just Google, you know, drhoffman.com. Mm. Immunity Reset, you'll find it. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment to answer more of your questions. This is our weekly Q&A with Layla. 